Jackson. Hey, man. How are you? Uh, I'm well, thank you. How are you? I'm good. Um, hanging out. Just caught up to Mando. Nice. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. Um, it's a good show. Yeah. I think they have a hit on their hands. <laughs> <laughs> As a great man once said around this festive time of year, welcome to the party, pal. <laughs> <laughs> that is an icon that said that. <laughs> A formerly great man. Now he does die hard. He's now a lazy bald man. Yes, now he does battery commercials and it hurts my heart. <laughs> uh how are you? How are things? Uh pretty good. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. How are you doing with the new lockdown coming in? I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, Warner Brothers has set us up. <laughs> Uh, thank God for apparently HBO Max because now we get to see all these movies. Yeah, Anyways. HBO Max really hammering in the uh, nails on the theatrical coffin. They are doing their best. <laughs> <laughs> um, Although I'm like now 99% sure this is why the Batman was pushed back to 2022. It makes sense. So they can have it, they yeah. can advertise for people just to watch it at home. Well, I'm really seeing... Well, no, so that they don't have to put it on HBO Max. Oh, gotcha. They want people to go to the theaters. Yes. Oh, okay. That's what, like, I'm positive now. That makes sense. At that point, it will have been 10 years since there was a, like, a solo Batman movie. Oh, my God. And five years since there was a Batman movie, period. Yeah. Yeah. And they're going to be like, welcome back to the theater. Here's Here's a Batman movie. Have fun. There we go. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be, everybody, let's, yeah, we'll talk about uh, HBO they're having all the movies come to HBO Max almost day of for 30 days, I believe. You get yeah. to just watch it. All of uh, their entire theatrical slate for 2021. Yeah. Starting with Wonder Woman. Yes, and, which yeah. is a big one to start with. On um, Christmas Day. Yes. So, a lot of people are split. Some mm-hmm. people are like, they're trying to kill the theater experience. Other people are like, no, this is kind of nice. I don't want to go to movie theaters right now. Like, this is a good way to enjoy these movies. Yeah. I mean, if the theaters would, were open, I would go. Exactly. But I also, like, I'm I'm definitely on both sides of this. Because I'm also like, okay, well, if a movie comes out and I can watch it over and over again immediately yes. without having to pay. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's good, too. But. Yeah. I For me, it's, um, I think it's good because it's, what it's going to do is smaller movies that people would ignore anyways mm-hmm. actually can be supported, I feel like, and actually viewed. But it's all these blockbusters that they're doing this with. I thought they are doing with all their movies. <laughs> all their big theatrical releases. Like, the movies... Like, if they... Because there's, like, smaller movies they still put out that yeah. would be on HBO Max. Right? I feel like it wouldn't just be, like, just the superhero... Well, I think, like, the big... Like, the point they, they were making was, like, every big temple... Like, they were yes. advertising, like, Suicide Squad. Of and, course. Like, all this stuff. That's how they're advertising it. But I think also small films will come with it, too. Well, yeah, but I... Th- like, these movies being there are going to overshadow the small films just of like course. they would in the theater. Of course. But, like, the, the the nice thing is I don't have to go spend an entire evening going to the movies, paying all this money for the movies. I can actually just sit down and watch, watch a, the new Wonder Woman and be like, oh, what the fuck is this? And then you can actually scroll over and it's like, smaller movie you probably would ignore it. You can actually watch it now. Mm. It's less... In, it's less... In, it's more enticing to actually click on something and be like, let's give this a shot instead of like buying a movie ticket and sacrificing a whole evening for this movie that could be good. Sacrificing a whole evening. Yeah. <laughs> hey, if you've left a theater after a bad movie, you're like, well, there goes a night. Yeah, but no, I, honestly, I've never had that feeling. Really? <laughs> Even after a bad movie. You're just like, well, that was still fun. Yeah, I like going to the movies. Oh, that's optimistic. I just like the feeling of going to the movies. Sometimes a movie that's terrible is more entertaining than a movie that's like, Depending on the crowd. 
you gotta have somebody there who's like, fuck it, let's tear this movie apart and like have fun with it. Yeah, I guess I just do that in my own head, regardless of. That's fair. (laughs) (laughs) Or the best, if you're seeing a movie with somebody who like really liked it, and you walk out and you're like, so that was a piece of shit, right? Oh no, (laughs) ruin their evening. Or they ruin yours. When that, when that Evil Dead movie came out, the the remake. Okay. I remember sitting through that and like walking out that, and the entire group I was with was like, "Man, that was really good." Oh no! I was like, "Fuck." (laughs) <laughs> you're like sure whatever there was like a girl there I was trying to hook up with at the time Not after and that. you don't want to be like the one guy who's like you're all stupid <laughs> <laughs> well I'm always that guy but like, I was just gonna to say different did you... degree <laughs> to different degrees did you abandon the mission right there and you go no nah, that movie actually sucked it <laughs> I was like it was fine it was fine <laughs> that's the typical Zach response when it's, eh, it's fine it's hard to make a movie. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of moving parts. Yeah. <laughs> There's that. Have you watched that documentary on Netflix? The uh, the movies that inspired us or movies that, movies that, made, movies that us. made us. Yeah. They're doing the holiday edition right yeah, now. Yeah, but it's two episodes. Is it two? Two episodes. We, I guess we. <laughs> yeah. That's a little bit of a bummer because there's so many movies they could have picked. Uh, no, they did Elf and they did Nightmare Before Christmas. And that's Nightmare just... Before Christmas one was pretty interesting. It was. I was real. I had no idea about how they originally hired the writer for Beetlejuice. Yeah. And then he just spent weeks bullshitting them and didn't write anything. <laughs> I was yeah. like, that's awesome. <laughs> and then like, well, all right, <laughs> later days. <laughs> uh, damn. I was like, yeah. How do they not do? They really, they really missed the... Like, I don't know if they were releasing them week by week. Maybe. Because it just came out this there's, Friday, right? Yeah. There's so, so many Christmas movies. Like, yeah. Not even, like, just... Not even doing something stupid like Die Hard. There's, like, a lot of legit fun Christmas something movies. Stupid that, like Die Hard. Well, like, you know, it's like Die Hard's Die Hard. I call it a Christmas it movie. It is a Christmas movie. Yeah. It's set during Christmas time, just like Batman Returns. The score has, like, Christmas music in it. Yes, it's It is so a Christmas dope. movie. It's, like, the score is so underappreciated if you yeah. go back and watch it, though. Like, it's so fun what they use to, like, build attention. Yeah. It's like Jingle Bells. Mm-hmm. They're using Jingle Bells to build attention. It's seems. also literally just those two. <laughs> There's, There's no, no more? No yeah. Wow, that's upsetting. That's weird. There's so many that. fun Christmas movies that would be fun to see how it was made. Although, the, they did appear to struggle to get people to interview about the movies. Like, you couldn't get John Favreau to talk about Elf. <laughs> right? <laughs> like, I know he's a busy guy, but fuck. He's currently <laughs> saving Star Wars, but come on. <laughs> They need to give him the big Star Wars job. This is a perfect transition. Let's just start. Let's talk about Mando. Where we let's are. talk about Mando. Let's do it. Let's talk about his son Grogu. Grogu and Mando. <laughs> I'm going to fuck that up so many times. <laughs> Grogu and Mando. Uh, yeah, Mandalorian is currently turning into one of my favorite Star Wars experiences. Uh, Mandalorian ever. is the best Star Wars movie since Empire Strikes Back. That's Don't fair. at me, anyone. That's fair. Uh, <laughs> They are current. They legit are saving what I want Star Wars to be. Yeah. Um, I well, my dream is I want like an actual legit like bounty hunter show. Like that's. I feel like this is what that's becoming. Yeah, I hope. I hope. I think they're trying to write out Grogu in a way that makes sense. Because oh, you can't. You can't. You can't now. That show so. is Grogu. I know, but I for how long though? Because how long can you have an animated? It's a puppet. Guys. <laughs> All right. Because he's gonna go train. I think it's gonna be less and less. Gro- it's gonna be less and less Grogu because he's gonna start training soon. That's the the least consumer friendly opinion I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> this show is 
The show is a phenomenon because of that because of Grover? baby Yoda puppet. Yes, I, I agree. One hundred percent. I agree. <laughs> Of course. That is sold at cost. Yes, it is a it is currently a giant fad. A thousand it will percent. Not die. <laughs> People say that about a lot of things. Like things what? things just get okay. So all it takes is one <laughs> So all it takes is one bad episode for a bit of baby Yoda thing to just suddenly have the internet turn against it. I don't even watch the show and I have strong feelings about baby Yoda. <laughs> yeah. I'm just it, this happens with every show. They're making other Star Wars shows. Like they're they're start they're gonna start shooting Kenobi. <laughs> In January, um, that um, Cassie and Andor show they're going to start doing. But, like, The Mandalorian is the Baby Yoda show. I, know, I just don't know what they're going to do with him when he goes and trains, like, to be a Jedi. That's coming. If they're doing that. I, I feel like they have. They are. Maybe. I feel like the more, like, likely thing is it, he's going to decide, Mando's going to decide, like, not to let him go. It's going to be a very Last of Us situation. Mm-hmm. He's gonna make this decision. That's kind of. I mean, they're in a literal Last of Us situation yes. where the child is being kept by an evil. Now, yeah. Corporation to harvest its blood. Right now, yeah. That's <laughs> the literal ending of Last of Us. Because <laughs> uh, yeah, it's there's a lot of like who's gonna be the Jedi to answer the call. Yeah. And it's like depending on who they cast for that. That'd be so cool if they did a CGI young Mark Hamill. Just get um Sebastian. Uh oh my God, the Winter Soldier, Sebastian Stan. Have you seen Sebastian Stan mocked up as Luke? No. He looks like Luke. Oh. He look. He looks like a young Mark Hamill. It's yeah. Uh, do some searching. It's terrifying how much he looks like a young Mark Hamill. Oh, that's kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. And he's already in that Marvel Disney umbrella. That's true. But then so is Mark Hamill. Yeah. <laughs> but this way, it's a little easier. Yeah, I guess. Especially if you put that hair on. Yeah, you gotta put the hair on. <laughs> That's the funny thing about Luke, a young Luke, every uh-huh. once back, is like, yeah, but the dude was also rocking like a 70s like hairstyle. Yeah. So, it's, you know. It, it just is. It is what it is. It's Star Wars. That's what I thought was so cool in uh, Rogue One, mm-hmm. was when they gave everybody that hairstyle. Yep. And I was like, That's awesome. <laughs> It's it's the future. Fuck it's off! Like that hair, that hair well, come back. Ago. Well, of course, <laughs> in a galaxy far, far away. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I just, I just don't see them writing out. Not writing out like he's gonna be gone. It's just gonna be this situation where, like, what do they do with the Mandalorian if, like, we now have he's training, like he's Jedi. Tra- is the Mando just hanging out still, or is he now we have split storylines, and now like half the episode is spent following. Grogu and his training, and then we're following Mandalorian doing some bounty stuff, which I'd be fine with because yeah. I want to see, I want to see the Mandalorian start exploring like that shady underground bar that's in some weird dystopian planet far away that's like super dope to me. Yeah, but I don't see why having Baby Yoda there excludes. That. No, it doesn't. It's that's just... the first episode of this season. Yeah, <laughs> he's in a shady. I know cool it was dope. Bar. With, it's just. Uh, well, because, like, if he does do training, then... Gamorrean guards, mm-hmm. MMA fighting each other. Yeah, if he does <laughs> training, it would best. just be... It's a major story plot if he does yeah. training. I just think that the whole lone wolf and cub aspect... It is cool. Like, is what the show is. Like, him flying at the end of... Uh, when he, he just holds him and he's just jetpacking. Yeah. It was perfect. I think, like, that image is the show. And I don't think that they're going to throw that away. Yeah. Then, yeah. Or it'd be like the biggest mistake anybody's ever made in the history. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Like mass market media. <laughs> it would be, it's going to be interesting because they're setting up a very major plot of mm-hmm. the Jedi are getting involved. Yeah. And like, there's no way they just go, well, that was fun. And How it's about like, Rosario Dawson? Uh-huh, Rosario that Dawson. That was fucking great. Yep. And she's getting her own show, right? Is she? I think so. Oh, I haven't heard anything about that. There's like they're they're wanting to give her her own like kind of show thing. Um, she should show up in just all the shows that they're that they're doing. They she should just be a, like a reoccurring character that bounces around. Yeah, that'd be fun. Just like she was in uh, the Netflix Marvel shit. Yeah, she was <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> that was kind of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's gonna be interesting. I'm very excited to see where they go with it. Yeah, because it's gonna be it's a great show, and yeah. I want it to continue forever. Yes, but. Well, and I love just the stuff about they're they're taking things like from the prequels, and then recontextualizing them so that they're cool <laughs> instead of like oh. irritating. So, like the whole thing with what they're doing with Gro- what the Empire is doing with Grogu is they want to harvest his blood. Oh yes. and transfuse it into these like stormtrooper yes. clones. They're trying to make force sensitive stormtroopers. Mm-hmm. And use the, what is it called? Uh, um, the midi-chlorian count? Yeah. Like, they're taking it. that idea and making it like, okay, let's run with it. Like, what does that mean? Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, like, it's... this species, whatever species Yoda and Grogu are, are born naturally with a super high midi-chlorian count. Mm-hmm. They're force-sensitive immediately. Yeah. And Yeah, it's super, yeah. It's really fucking, like, they're taking this shit that kind of sucked, and they're like, well, what if it was cool, though? <laughs> well, like, they're even, uh, they talked about the, the Clone Wars. Yeah. Like, they talked about, like, how... Django and Boba Fett are clones. Yeah. Like, they didn't hide that fact. Yeah, they're doing... It's so interesting because, like, the movies, the sequel trilogy, like, tried so hard to, like, completely move away from that stuff. And it ended up, I think, kind of backfiring on them. Mm-hmm. But, like, this is so much... It's just, like, John Favreau just gets it to a degree he that's, does. like, really interesting. It, we And even talking about, like, the, um, the documentary about Elf, it was, like, mm-hmm. just listening... Like, them just talking about how, like, John Favreau thinks. He's a really smart filmmaker, yeah. Yeah, he's very fun. He knows, when he understands a project, he fully understands a project. Mm-hmm. And, like, he gets behind it. Yeah. And it's just like, damn, dude. Like, yeah, he's out here just currently just, he started Marvel. He started Marvel's. Yeah. And now he's saving Star Wars. Yeah, and the first Iron Man is still, I think, one of the top five Marvel Oh, movies. without a doubt. Like, without a, without question. With If that movie didn't hit like it did, I don't think, like, the Marvel upswing would be as big. No, 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 no. Not at all. Because, like, Hulk wasn't that big a hit. And that came out in the same year. That came out, like, a few months, two months later. <laughs> Which Hulk? Uh, the Edward Norton one. Okay. Speaking of Hulk, another easy transition. <laughs> oh, you Look want at a us. transition? <laughs> okay. When it presents, you know, as a podcast host. You don't have anything host. else to say about Mandalorian? Yeah, it was probably swing back. Okay. No, I, I, honestly, that was probably uh, my hottest take is just I wonder what they're going to, how they keep the story fresh with them. I think you can just keep going and introducing cool characters in different mm-hmm. settings, and it's just this badass with this lit, adorable puppet. <laughs> I wouldn't mind them getting uh, the Jedi training because it would be really fun to watch the Mando character have to be like, "So Jedi are real," and like he's kind of in. Well, he seems like this other religious, yeah, zealot type of thing. Well, it's because of the setting. Because we're in this post Return of the Jedi setting, I, it seems like everybody, like nobody, remembers the questions. Jedi. Well, they're all saying, may the Force be with you, and he meets a Jedi, and he's like, chill, I get it. Like, nobody, it's not like the beginning where yeah. the Jedi are gone, and it's not like 
the sequel trilogy where it's 30 years later and nobody really knows what's up. There's a couple lines where he talked about, like, like Jedi were a far-fetched. Yeah. They're still around. Like, I kind of heard about them, like, type of thing. Yeah. And then I think he understands them because he comes from a very religious, zealot type of practice as well. Yeah. I am excited to see more about, like, what's different with what he thinks is the Mandalorian creed and, like, the other Mandalorians are like, you're a fucking nut. Yeah, well, like, even Boba Fett has his helmet off. Yeah, well, Boba Fett's not a real Mandalorian. No, but I mean, like, he's... <laughs> like, if we think of Mandalorians, he's, like, the one guy you think of in yeah. Star Wars. I still think it's so much fun how we all love Boba Fett as a character, and it's just because he's got a cool helmet. Yeah. <laughs> and a cool ship. <laughs> yeah. And a cool ship. <laughs> that um, ship's my favorite in the Star Wars universe. And I'm really excited to see them continue to, like make Boba Fett earn that. Even though I feel like they tried a little too hard in this episode, they're like, look what a badass Boba Fett is. And I was like, no, Mando's the bigger badass. I well, yeah. Mando. <laughs> Mando kind of got like, Mando went like on, I don't want to say he went on bitch status in this they episode. They nerfed him a little bit. They yeah. nerfed him. Like he was, he spent most of the episode on the ground. Although like from a storytelling perspective, I thought it was really cool how they like, they put him in this position where like he put his jetpack down and mm-hmm. then later in the episode, you see how that paid off. Yes. And like everything like that, that was really, it's just really smart. The show. Really oh no, smart. the show. I and just, this episode yeah. was directed by Robert Rodriguez. Did I saw that. that. That is cool. God. Yeah. That, and Boba Fett was fine. We talked about the, the armor being a little too small. I think it was pre-recording. Yeah. Tamara Morrison, uh, <laughs> just, put on a few LBs since the <laughs> prequel. My question is, did he must've done that? Because he had to try on the costume, right? Mm-hmm. And they'd be like, okay, he looks good enough, let's let's go to the next thing. Did he put on a little bit of weight after, or do you think they just didn't notice? Do you think care? they didn't plan on putting him in the suit, and then when he got on set, he was like, no, I'm playing Boba Fett. Could be. And he just kind of put his foot in the ground? Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. But yeah, that eh, was a little... The gut came out a little. A little bit. A little aggressive. But it was still fun. I mean, yeah. actually well, getting Boba Fett's character kind of redeemed was fun to watch. I feel like maybe when they, like... In later episodes, if he's in a full-blown costume instead of just the armor thrown over his robes, true, um, they'll just put a stunt man in it. Yeah, yeah, that was the other thing too. He had his weird robes, and that's he just kind of threw it over. So, yeah. but it's looked dope. Yeah, let's not uh, discount Ming-Na Wen in this movie. Yeah, this and her cyborg tummy, up. super dope. <laughs> her cool ass cyborg tummy. I love Ming-Na Wen. Makes me excited for cyberpunk. God damn it. Mm-hmm. Oh god. Okay. Anyways. Okay. So, Hulk. Yeah. One of the four Hulks that has been made. Ong Lee's Hulk. Ong Lee's Hulk. Now, this is the first Hulk, right? This uh, is the... Well, it's after the Bill Bixby TV movies and series of course, the first the 70s major 80s. motion picture. We're doing Hulk. Everybody be excited. It was the next uh, Marvel movie after Daredevil. So there was Spider-Man in 2002, yeah. and then Daredevil and Hulk in 2003. Because so it was Blade 2000. Yeah. Or was Blade 99? Yeah, whatever. Blade but, was uh, 99. 98. Oh, wow. Okay. So Blade is 98. X-Men was 2000. That's Spider-Man it. was 2002. That's it. Yeah. And then we got, yeah. I remember I remember being excited for this. Well, my dad was excited for this Hulk. And so I was really excited for it, too. I was, like, excited because he was excited. And then I watched it, and I was like, wow, this is slow. <laughs> but I was also a child. So. Yeah, exactly. No, I was, what, 2003? So I was, like, maybe 14 or 15? Mm-hmm. Um, and it was not what I expected it to be. No. You know, I was like, this is the next Marvel movie. Mm -hmm. Um, Hulk smash. Yeah. Hulk smash, all that shit. And then that's definitely the reputation of the movie, right? It was like, okay, maybe this is, uh, an interesting failure. (laughs) Yeah. Um, 
having rewatched it and thought about it a lot, especially in the wake of Joker coming out, mm. I think Ang Lee's Hulk is a masterpiece of filmmaking. Oh, damn. I think it is one of the five best comic book movies ever made. Jesus. I think it is the movie Joker wishes it was. <laughs> God damn it. Just come in swinging and kick the door in first. Because <laughs> this is a movie that does all those things. It uh-huh. takes a very serious yeah. psychological look at what this character is. Mm-hmm. But it also isn't ashamed of its comic book origins. Mm-hmm. It embraces them more than like any comic book movie ever has, except for like maybe Sin City or some bullshit like that. Oh, man. Um, Watchmen. And it doesn't... Yeah, but Watchmen sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Watchmen's such a bad movie. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, Watchmen's fine. I like Watchmen. I like parts of Watchmen. Made by like a filmmaker that's just like, oh, it's super cool when Rorschach kicks this guy, right? It's like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> you I just do... look at the pictures? You didn't read this shit? What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> I too live for his rant in the prison, <laughs> His, uh, you're trapped in here with me line is pretty right. Yeah, well, it, no, it takes most of its dialogue whole cloth from the from the book. Yeah. Absolutely. But it's also like it doesn't understand. No. Zack Snyder's a picture guy. That the book was like, oh, superheroes, if they were real, would be like weird, sad, broken people. And he's like, look at this cool fight scene. <laughs> <laughs> Sir? What? <laughs> but no, so, so Ang Lee's Hulk does all those things, but then the, it doesn't dilute the Hulk shit at all. Yeah. Like when the Hulk shows up, Hulk shows up. It's Hulk shit. Like, yeah. he bites the, the, the tip off the missile and spits it oh, in yeah. a helicopter and all that shit. It's true. It's wild, but it also, like, it takes this, like, really fucking crazy, dark, like, what is the Hulk? The Hulk is this repressed trauma. Mm-hmm. It is the literal monster that lives inside this guy. Yeah, it lives inside of, every, you know, a lot of people who have, like, trauma like that. And it's really fucking, inter- like, it really goes for it. Mm-hmm. Like, it's kind of made, I think if they made that movie now, it would be one of these R-rated comic book movies. That It'd be nominated for Oscars. So cool. and like, yeah. Yeah. It'd have that like, edgy. Like, it was way ahead of its time. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> Especially, like you said, with Joker coming out, which was um, essentially, like, like when you said it's Taxi Driver, and I still can't shake that because I watched it, and it's yeah. true. Uh, well, and Ang Lee is like a real filmmaker. <laughs> <laughs> Who hurt you today? <laughs> so he didn't just take another movie and was like, oh, what if Hulk? <laughs> he made his piece of art yeah. about the Hulk. Yeah. And like when you watch Joker, like that character is not the Joker, like not the Mm-mm. comic book Joker. At all. No. But it's, this is the Hulk. There's a straight up debate at the film of like, it's the real Joker. Like, some people are like, man, wouldn't it be great if the real Joker just fucking kills him? And it goes, whatever. Like, that's, and when, he, like, when you call, make a movie called Joker, and at the end people go, man, wouldn't it be cool if the real Joker showed up? That's not good. <laughs> wouldn't it be cool if the real Joker was so unoriginal he was inspired by somebody else? <laughs> it's, yeah, it's very, uh, yeah. Um, the post dialogue of that movie's been interesting. That movie sucks. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, watching it, I was so, like, taken by it. Mm-hmm. And it was so, uh, like, and the ending of it is this, like, non-literal, like, he's fighting his father. His electric father. <laughs> but And his father is just, like, these, like, elemental things. Like, mm-hmm. he's so much bigger than him. Yeah. Um, although I did text my friend after I watched it, and I was like, the Pornhub description of this movie is Atomic Stud uh, takes on Rock Hard Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> You're not wrong. 
It's become one of my new favorite things to come up with those descriptions for all movies. <laughs> I know, you sent me one for the Mando. <laughs> yeah, it really makes me laugh. <laughs> um, wow, alright. Yeah, everybody forgets about that one. I then... recommend everybody go watch Ang Lee's Hulk. Don't get it twisted with the Incredible Hulk. Yeah, not Louis Leterrier and Edward Norton. And then don't. And then we haven't had a Hulk movie since. No. We're closest, going to. The closest we've had to a Hulk movie since then is Thor Ragnarok. I think they're scared to do Hulk. Well, they can't. I thought they. Universal has the right of first refusal oh. for Hulk movies still. They've tried to do Hulk movies, and Universal's like, uh, no. Oh, fuck off, Universal. What are you doing? Right. Maybe like Sony would be like, all no. They stand to do, all they stand to do is make money by it, and they still won't. Learn from Sony. Yeah. Sony's like, fine, we'll partner with you. And look how great it's been. I know. <laughs> and Sony's be doing just fine. They're using popularity to make Spider-Man <laughs> games that are fantastic. Right. Um, but yeah, so that's why. Jesus Christ. Universal, what do you, what are you doing with your life? <laughs> Literally nothing. What is Universal making? Jurassic World? Is um, that the next big Universal movie? I guess. Well, they talked about they got, um, what's his name? James Wan to produce another uh, Van Helsing. They're trying that again. That's right. They're, uh, that's right. They're going <laughs> into the monsters. Yeah. That's what Universal. I'm down doing. with that. That's fine. That's fun. The other cool thing about Ang Lee's Hulk... And, like, it's uh, universal tie-ins. Is It is, like, a modern day, or at that point, modern day, because that's 17 years ago, um, interpretation of what all those, like, universal monster movies are. Like, yeah. this, yeah. like, literalized um, view of psychological yeah. trauma. And he, it's a it's a mad scientist who turns into a monster. Yeah. That is Hulk. Yeah. Man. Because it is almost like a psychological horror movie through most of it. Yeah. I'm trying to remember because it's again been a long time since I've watched. I recommend you rewatch Hulk. Hulk. Uh, I remember him fighting the dogs. The Hulk dogs and Sam Elliott fucking rocks in that movie. Mm -hmm. Who's the Nick Nolte? Fucking. <laughs> oh God, I forgot about Nick Nolte. <laughs> Nick Nolte being Nick Nolte is just fucking going off the rails. It's so good. <laughs> I think that was like Nick Nolte's last final good swing before he kind of became like a. Well, he was in Warrior. He won an Oscar. Or was nominated for an Oscar. That's right. I'm trying to remember when Nick Nolte became like the Nick Nolte everybody just makes fun of now. It's around that time. Yeah. Because then he just started cashing in like the same performance. Like, and oh. it was weird because like 10 years before is when he was not, like uh, People's Sexiest Man Alive and all that shit. Jeez. <laughs> Fall fast. <Yeah. laughs> Hear that rock? Gotta be careful. I'm your father, Brandon. <laughs> oh, goddamn. All right. Well, that's, yeah. I didn't expect that kind of a deep take with uh, uh, Hulk. It's watch forgotten it. film. Gotta watch it again. It is a forgotten film. Uh, people have just moved on, I think. Which is yeah, it's gotten like lost yeah. in time. And I love the the Mar the MCU Hulk. Like Mark I, I think it's super fun. But I think like that movie is like weird, like art cinema with the Hulk. But it still yeah. it still gives you those like Hulk moments, and he's just jumping through the desert and smashing. What's well, when like superhero movies were like in this very like early stage of life like they didn't know what they were yeah there was no template they had to follow there was no marvel <coughs> yeah template um but it was put in the shitty position of like sam raimi spider-man came out and yeah. that movie ends with spider-man like on a flagpole with the american flag and the audience going like yeah Yay. and then they're like well here's our movie about broiling freudian rage and yes a battle of generations yes. <laughs> like all this shit <laughs> they were, like, we were like, like what be like boo <laughs> yeah <laughs> What do you mean? Hulk smash. <laughs> no, it's true. And then, uh, I mean, you even have, you can even look at Blade too, and, and X-Men, yeah. all very fun, edge your seat, 
ridiculousness, and then Hulk is very well. X Men is a very break. staid movie, I think. Like it's a very subdued movie. That first X Men. Oh yeah. Especially this third act because they ran out of money and they had to cut all the fight scenes out of it. Yes, it's very accelerated. <laughs> um, I always because there are those moments like in the beginning when Wolverine and Sabretooth are about to fight, then Wolverine just gets knocked unconscious. Yes. <laughs> they had a fight scene there, and they got their budget cut. They sh- couldn't shoot the fight scene. It. That is the out. story of the first X Men movie. <laughs> Which is nuts to think about. Could you imagine that now? No. Like, Hugh Jackman, anything, not getting the money he needs? <laughs> <laughs> well, who the fuck was Hugh Jackman, then? That exactly. Was so, that's what's so he funny was a, about it. He was a risque casting, casting for that. Yeah, well, he was just there because the guy they originally cast got held up shooting uh, Mission Impossible 2, and they had to get somebody else. Who's the original guy? It was supposed to be Dugray or Doug Ray Scott, however you pronounce his name. Mm. And he was the bad guy in uh, Mission Impossible 2. Oh, was he? Yeah. Mission Impossible 2 is wild. <laughs> yeah, it's the only bad Mission Impossible movie. Uh, there's like seven now, so I need to think through all of them, but you might be right. I remember being either four or five was weird. The one before uh, Henry Cavill's. Yeah, five. Henry Cavill's was dope. That's yeah. like my, one of my favorite Mission Impossible's. Well, the, it's so crazy because it's a franchise I always forget exists. Right. And then one comes out and I go see it. I'm like, oh, these are all great? <laughs> <laughs> it's this weird, like, low-key American James Bond movie. Yeah, for real. Like, it it's is. the closest thing we have. But it was, like, Jason Bourne was like, and then he just stopped. Like, those movies just stopped. Yeah. Mission Impossible. Ethan. Ethan Hunt. Just continuing. Yeah. First Mission Impossible is fun to watch. It's really fun. Because it's it's totally different. uh, Not Oliver Stone. It's, um, what's his face? God damn it. John Voight. No, the director. (laughs) I know. (laughs) I can't think of it either. Can we get a a Jamie check? Who directed the first Mission Impossible? Thank you. Uh, Yeah, first one's fun. Brian De Palma. Ah, he beat you to it. You suck. Because uh, <laughs> it's very much like a whodunit type of yeah, and it's this like mystery. really crazy uh, yeah. And then it you think it's gonna be an ensemble movie, and then they all die at the beginning. They do. They get fucking taken out. And what's really interesting in this world of like reboots and remakes and uh, all that stuff is like the main character from the TV show Mission Impossible mm. is who John Voight is playing, and he's the villain of the movie. Oh. I do remember hearing, I think I remember hearing about that, but I forgot. That's fun. Oh, John Foyt. They would never do that now. No. God, no. They would never be like, oh, Michael Knight is the villain in this Knight Rider movie we're making. <laughs> <laughs> and they've done some, like, reboots of franchises. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. What was that one with Steve Carell? Get Smart? Oh, yeah, I remember that. Uh, the Rock was the bad guy. I forgot about that, too. Mm-hmm. He did not. Rock can play a good bad guy, and that was not it. I Don't use that movie that as movie an example. plane. That's fair. It's a good place to watch that movie. <laughs> that movie was not fine. No. It's not a good movie. I do want to see The Rock be a bad guy, though. Well, you can go watch uh, Mummy Returns. Oh, yeah. Perfect. <laughs> totally. Can you close the window? Thanks. Um, okay, so news that happened. Uh, I couldn't find a good segue for this. That's life. Okay. Uh, Oscar Isaac has now landed another giant nerd role. Mm-hmm. Uh, this Moon man... Knight! Well, no. We've known about Moon Knight for a while. Moon Knight! That's been happening. That's fine. The most exciting upcoming Oscar <laughs> Isaac project. It actually is the one that has the biggest legs, so we'll probably see it first. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he was cast as Solid Snake in Metal Gear. Mm-hmm. Um, the fact you haven't played Metal Gear kind of surprises me. I was um, recently... I wasn't a PlayStation guy until, like... <sighs> 
Because Metal Gear was the first <laughs> game to really come out that Metal Gear Solid specifically mm-hmm. that pushed storytelling in video games. Mm-hmm. It's kind of laid the groundwork of being like, no, video games can tell a serious story mm-hmm. and be viewed at almost like a film, mm-hmm. not you know, like a cheesy film. The best way I can de- I can describe Metal Gear Solid the first one is it's Golden Eye mm-hmm. mixed with a little bit of Escape from New York. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mainly because Hideo Kojima is heavily influenced by Escape from New York with uh, the character of Solid Snake. Yeah. I mean, he... Solid right down s- to the name. Snake. Uh, in Metal Gear Solid 2, when Snake comes up with a uh, alias, it's Pliskin. It's, um, oh, really? Mm-hmm. That's fun. Uh, he is extremely influenced by uh, John Carpenter's Escape from New York. Hmm. Um, and it tells this really great story of one guy going into uh, this base in Alaska that's been taken over. Uh, by his evil twin brother <laughs> that uh, is, they are both genetically altered from a super soldier that was big in the 80s. <laughs> and basically he was this main super soldier and the U.S. government was like, we can't let, we need to clone him because when he dies, we can't lose a soldier this good. And so they clone him. And Solid Snake is the perfect clone from that super soldier named Big Boss. Mm-hmm. Um, Big boss, and so he's Solid Snake. Liquid Snake, his twin brother, is the reject parts of the clone, all the imperfect parts, and they create him. I'm so Japanese. It's amazing, <laughs> and he essentially is pissed off that he is the reject version of this perfect super soldier, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. and so he creates like a rogue faction of. Uh, Guys that have like kind of like superpowers, like there's Vulcan Raven, which is like he's like this Native American guy who's like has ravens all around him. He's fucking dope. Is Oscar Isaac gonna play two roles? Is he gonna be so no the good guy <laughs> and the bad guy? Because the twin Liquid Snake looks nothing like Salt Snake. Oh, it's gonna be a, ju- a Judge Dredd situation where yeah. Armando Santi plays the, actually the perfect Sylvester Stallone's clone. <laughs> yes, the uh per- and he has like a British accent too. Like cool. he they do not. He has long blonde hair, mm. British accent. What if they do it and Oscar Isaac wears a long blonde wig? <laughs> no, All right, you're selling me. I'm excited <laughs> about this movie now. <laughs> so Oscar Isaac's going to be this. He's going to be Solid Snake, uh, and I don't know who they're going to cast for Liquid, um, or if he's even going to be in it. He has to be in it. If they're doing the first one, like Liquid Snake is a pivotal part of like the entire movie. Okay. Because it gets weird. So no, it gets weird. <laughs> it gets weirder than this. So he has a villain. Uh, one of his like, it's like he's right hand man. No pun uh-huh. intended. Named Revolver Ocelot. And Revolver <laughs> Ocelot. these names. Right. They sound like the names of the Jaegers in Pacific Rim. <laughs> <laughs> Think of Revolver Ocelot as like Sam Elliott would be the perfect Revolver Ocelot, but but like long silver hair and like this dope ass mustache like. Sam uh, Elliott would play the perfect revolver ocelot. So think him. Ocelot. It's dope. He has revolvers. He's all he's like a uh, gunslinger like that. Uh-huh. He loses his right arm in a fight with Solid Snake. Cool. And so he only Robot has one arm. arm. Oh. So he goes the rest of the game. Solid Snake and Liquid Snake fight at the end. Obviously, Liquid Snake dies from this disease that has been actually tormenting everybody called Fox Die, oh. and it will take over and just stop your heart randomly. Oh, it's not like a clone disease. Well. We find something out about that later. Okay. <laughs> this series goes five games and it's nuts. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, so Liquid dies. Turns out Revolver Ocelot is a double agent working for the U.S. government to keep tabs on everything. The U.S. government knows about all of this all along and they have been helping to do this. Mm-hmm. Uh, and 
in the second one, you find out that Revolver Ocelot took Liquid's right arm and had it surgically implanted onto his nub. So now he has Liquid's right arm and he has two arms again. <laughs> However, Liquid... <It's> evil. <laughs> yes. Okay. Liquid's spirit is still in the right arm and it will randomly take over Ocelot's body uh-huh. and then he becomes Liquid Snake again. That's fucking stupid. And the second one is <laughs> just... Every like every time Solid Snake appears, Liquid takes over, and eventually oh. he comes so strong he just takes over Ocelot's body and just becomes Liquid Snake again. It's fucking insane. Oh my god! So this is the series they are trying to make a movie on, uh, and this is the filmmaker who did uh, Kong Skull Island. Yeah, uh, he also did um, that Tank movie with Brad Pitt that we liked, and had uh, Shia LaBeouf in it. Wait, John Robert John. Dead? I just heard Zach's voice. Okay, we're live. Okay, made a technical. David Ayer made that movie. You're right. David Ayer did make that. Um, so it is John Vaught Roberts. John or... Vaught Roberts. He did something good. He did I... Kong Skull Island. Okay. That so movie he did was, something. That movie was super fun. Yeah. He, okay. So the guy did that, <laughs> but he did another movie before that. Anyways, doesn't matter. Okay. Um, but yes. So he's directing it, and he's okay. a giant like Metal Gear nerd like I am. So I definitely. Yeah, I hear your passion. I am scary passionate about this series. <laughs> Have you reckoned with the concept that like all video game movies are trash and yes. like? Oh yes. I am fully prepared to be hurt. This? Okay. I am fully prepared to be hurt. The difference with Metal Gear is if they can lean into the weirdness, uh-huh. it'll be it'll be awesome. Okay. Because it is weird and it knows it's weird, but it's also a fun time while you're doing it. Yeah. Well, it sounds like a very hard thing to replicate. <laughs> it is. It, well, okay. So Metal Gear is essentially a love story to different action films because yeah. Hideo Kojima is a giant action film nerd. Yeah. Like Metal Gear Solid Two, it's it has a different tone. It's very government espionage, um, kind of like Jack Ryan kind of feel. Sure. Um, mixed with like maybe some Mission Impossible shit. Got it. But then Metal Gear Solid Three, it isn't love story to early James Bond movies. You actually play it's as really Big Boss. Silly. Yes, it's oh, okay. super silly, but you're you're thrown into like um, the Russian woods and you have to go and fight your former boss who defected to the Soviet Union cool. and they have a nuke and you play <laughs> as Big Boss and you find out this is the mission that made him famous. This okay. is the mission that sh- made him the super soldier that everybody wanted. Got it. It's so ridiculous and it's so dope. Yeah. And the best thing is, Big Boss looks exactly like Solid Snake, mm-hmm. so literally Oscar Isaac can just then play Big Boss. That's fun. Yeah. It's I mean, stupid. <laughs> I'm ex- I would be excited if it was really good. Um, I th- it, The fact they got somebody like Oscar Isaac, I think it means it's going to be good. Let me tell you a little story about a movie called Assassin's Creed. Yeah. I and they're like... And, we got Michael Fassbender, yeah. who's a super cool actor, who is also the producer. He loves the game. He's going to make this movie happen. It's finally going to be a good video game movie. It's based on a really interesting story they can do cool stuff with. I, the movie I came it. out. I followed that. And I walked out of it. That's fair. As you should. <laughs> so, the story of Assassin's Creed, the movie, is fascinating because I think, I need to double check this, but I'm pretty sure the studio got involved. And then it just got. And this shit. definitely won't happen here. <laughs> I hope, because Metal again, this is literally Metal Gear is either going to be a home run or a fucking shit show. Uh huh. There's no in between. You're not gonna walk out of Metal Gear Solid and go, "Well, that was fine." It's either going to be that was fucking ridiculous in a good way, or that was terrible. Yeah. 
because it's such a strange story. Like that synos that that rundown yeah. just is like a fraction of the story in that game. Interesting. <laughs> it's not gonna be like Rampage. I hope not. Where I walked out of it and I was like, huh. <laughs> <laughs> I hope not. No. I Although if they had gone with what was clearly supposed to be the ending of Rampage, it would be everybody's favorite movie and it would be an American classic. Probably. <laughs> And this one has so there's been rumors of a Metal Gear Solid remake happening, uh, of the first game, oh. for years. I would play it. Uh, exactly. And I'm uh, not gonna go back and play a PlayStation game. No, though. God, no, you never should. I couldn't look at it. Exactly. <laughs> you never should. Um, but there's rumors that the peop- there's a company called Blue. Can you do me a favor? Can you look up who remade Demon Souls? I think it's Blue Point Games. Blue Balls. Yeah, Blue Balls. So they are a company that's just literally made their names on remaking classics, but they do it in an amazing way. Interesting. And they've been tied, they've been rumored to this Metal Gear Solid um, reboot. Uh, yeah, Blue Point and SIE. Yeah, Blue Point is like the main ones. SIE! I don't know if I'm about it, yeah. No. Anyway, so they, they might remake it. And then mm-hmm. if this movie is getting made, then I think Konami will get off their fucking asses and actually green light Interesting. a full remake. Yeah. I mean, I love Oscar Isaac. Mm-hmm. I'll go see movies because Oscar Isaac is in them. He has, he wants to be this character. They there was an old interview where they're like, "What's a dream character role for you?" And he goes, "Oh, uh, Metal Gear. I want to be Metal Gear." And the guy's like, "Who do you want to be?" He's like, "Dude, Snake. I want to be Snake." Interesting. <laughs> and so he's like, he's all about it. Um, the director's all about it. Like they're passionate people coming together for this project. Yeah. And you need to be passionate about this ridiculous franchise. Sure. <laughs> you can't. <laughs> Because it would be like a Zack Snyder thing. Like if if Zack Snyder got a hold of it, he would again just look at the rundown and be like, "Oh, okay, so it's a it's a spy action movie, dope." And it's like, eh. well, that's that's troubling because I feel like he is passionate about his projects. <laughs> he thinks he is. <laughs> what does that mean? Because like he, he even say like he thinks he's passionate, but if you actually watch his films, you notice that he doesn't actually look at the material. Yeah. He just is passionate about what he thinks of them. Or he just, yeah, that's true. Well, I mean, he just, like, he finds the thing in the material that he is interested in, but then... Because mm-hmm. I follow the director on Twitter, and when the movie got stalled, it's mm-hmm. supposed to be, like, been... They're supposed to be making it. Yeah, he's been talking about it since that yeah. Kong movie. And, and that so, was in 2016. Yeah, he's been talking about it for a while, and when it got stalled again, he's like, you know what, I've been sitting on these, um, this art that we've, this concept art, I'm just going to do, I'm taking an entire month and every day release them. Mm-hmm. And he took an entire month and he just started releasing concept art they've had drawn up for the movie. Cool. And all of it looks perfect. Mm-hmm. So, we'll see. Yeah. I'm excited. Yeah, I'll go see it. Yeah. You have to. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to make you. <laughs> if it comes out. Ugh, knock on wood. Anyways, um, but yes, he's also Moon Knight, so it's yeah, exciting for you. That's going to be very good. Oscar Isaac, man. He's getting all the roles right now. Yeah. Good for him. I'm so interested to see, like which take on that character they go with. Because there's a very, like, level, street, you know, street-level vigilante take mm-hmm. on Moon Knight. There's a very, like, weird supernatural approach to Moon Knight. There's a very psychological approach to Moon Knight. I wonder where he comes from. Hmm? I, I guess Doctor Strange has to bring him in. Not if they necessar- do the weird... Not necessarily. Oh. Um, because you could just go, like, he's this former mercenary who became a vigilante mm-hmm. uh he thinks he's been reincarnated or uh, oh, resurrected geez. by the egyptian god <laughs> of vengeance in the moon oh it's like catwoman maybe he is maybe he isn't <laughs> but that's what i mean like you can go so many ways with him mm-hmm. 
you he could just be you know daredevil in a white costume like he just is yeah is this vigilante he was introduced in the comic book Werewolf by Night as a werewolf hunter. What? Yeah. Let's do that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> what the that's fuck? That's what I mean, though. Like, that's the shit I wanted to see. What the fuck? Why are we not doing that right now? For a really long time, I had a, uh, a thing I wanted to pitch to uh, Marvel, mm-hmm. and it was a series where it was him and the character Werewolf by Night forced to be, like, a team where they would just, like, go through the entire Marvel, like, monster universe and deal with all this. Oh, that'd be cool. Supernatural stuff. Um We'll see. That'd be cool. Mm-hmm. Speaking of Marvel, uh, Daredevil and Daredevil. Mm-hmm. So Marvel now owns the rights to Daredevil, correct? Yeah, the um, they got TV back. film rights to Daredevil have reverted to Marvel. We'll see what they do with it. Yeah. I am uh, 100% on board with the hashtag Save Daredevil movement. Get Charlie Cox back. He's Get perfect. that whole cast back. It's do perfect. a movie. Do, a, do another season. Throw him in... St- <laughs> Again, Spider-Man 3 is a perfect place to introduce him. Mm-hmm. It's right there. More or like as importantly, you gotta keep uh, uh, Vincent D'Onofrio as the oh kingpin. My God, he's perfect. That entire cast is perfect. Yeah. Like, that entire cast needs to come back. Uh huh. John Bernthal is the Punisher. You gotta keep him too. Also perfect. Like he's you can just... completely reboot uh, Iron Fist <laughs> in the MCU. Luke Cage, I could take or leave. You could completely reboot it or keep Mike Coulter, whatever. Mm-hmm. What about uh, uh, Jessica? Uh... Jessica Jones. Yes. She's she's good. Like, I have no problem with that show. Yeah. She um, just kind of exists. I really liked the first season. First season's great. Yeah. Second season was interesting. Second season, they really, like, shit the bed when they, re- like, flushed all the stuff they set up with Nuke down the toilet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. Like I don't know what those guys were doing. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, that's the, that's probably the next like biggest news thing though is what they do with Daredevil because yeah, there's I'm very excited about there's that. too much. I don't think they can reboot it. I don't know if it's, it would be a mistake. Exactly. Get a really cool action filmmaker and do like a very like raid esque, um, you know, mid budget movie with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or something even like... Uh, or yeah. a miniseries. On, put it on like Hulu so you don't have to dilute it. I guess it would go... Yeah, because it'd have to go to Disney Plus now, huh? Well, Disney owns Hulu, too. You're right. So, like, if you've got, like, more adult-oriented stuff, you can put it on Hulu. Yeah, Hulu can just hold it. Mm-hmm. We'll see. I don't know. Yeah, but I love that Daredevil show. Me I still too. think it's the best thing Marvel's done. Yeah. Yeah. It was like a, it was refreshing. I remember watching the first season, just be like, "Holy shit!" I would put it like Daredevil, then Winter Soldier. Oh wow! Yeah, Winter Soldier was fun too. That was like a nice little reboot for Cap. I felt like I loved it. Well, it's so cool because it doesn't take anything away from that first movie. It just mm-hmm. makes that first movie like better. Mm-hmm. It was really interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, did we cover everything? Did we do it all? We did it all. Today um, is the Warner Brothers panel at that uh, CCXP Brazilian uh-huh. Comic Con. So there's a lot of talk. We're going to see some more stuff from the Batman. We'll see. I'm excited about it. We'll see. Uh, I think the only other exciting thing is the Video Game Awards is next weekend, which is when all the trailers drop. Mm. So that's when we find out what next year is going to bring. Mm. Uh, Cyberpunk seven days away. Hopefully. Hopefully. That uh, would be insane if they delayed it this late. People, Well, no, they won't delay it. People have copies. People are playing the game right now. I thought they couldn't play it because you have to download like a big patch that's not available yet. Uh, Reviewers are oh, okay. playing it. Got it. Um, Is there some people got like early... Yes. The consume... Like some physical collectors leaked out 
just I think that, I don't know how that happens, but it happens. Yeah. Maybe they got sent out with like the review copies. Interesting. But people who are reviewing the game and capturing content of the game to immediately have ready are fully playing it. Interesting. Because it is a giant game. So they're customizing their teeth lengths right now. You can customize the length of your teeth. That's amazing. <laughs> That's amazing. I'm very excited for that game. Yeah, it's yeah. and there's going to be it's PS4 right now, and then a PS5 patch comes out I think later next year, um, that fully reboots the game for next gen. Hmm. Uh, and then basically, if you own the copy, you just download the new the PS5 version and then delete your PS4 version. Hmm. Interesting. And then that's just going to give me an excuse to play the game again as a different character. Yeah, yeah, they're making me not regret uh, putting off the PS5. No, yeah, um, yeah. It's uh, the only thing that the PS5 will do is it'll take that copy of the PS4 and it'll run it faster and better, but it won't have like any of the cool like features that other PS5 games have, like the controller stuff. Sure. But it will happen in the patch. Very nice. And then I'll just start a new character. Beautiful. <laughs> it's my life. Perfect. All right. Yeah. If you haven't seen Ang Lee's Hulk or you haven't watched it since it came out, go back and see yeah. it. Yeah. Especially hey. if you saw Joker and you're like, oh man, what if somebody took this approach with the character? but made a good movie. Um. God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, everybody should go watch it. It's been a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of old movies, Blade's going to get a 4K re-release. Be excited. I'm really excited to, for Marvel to get going with this new Blade movie, too. Mm-hmm. Perfect casting. You gotta do it while Mahershala Ali is still... Because he's in his 40s. Yeah, he? he's getting a little old. He's not a spring chicken. No. Like, I know black don't crack, but fuck, you gotta get going. <laughs> <laughs> I know, it's kind of scary. That's yeah. what makes me nervous about the Oscar uh, Isaac casting. Yeah. They better hurry up. Well, honestly, like, Wesley Snipes could still be Blade, and I'd be excited about it, so. <laughs> I love Wesley. I don't give a fuck. What's he doing these days? Um, Some, like, direct-to-video shit. Although, he was in um, Dolomite Is My Name, the Netflix movie, with Eddie Murphy. Oh, was he? Did, have you watched that? No. It's great. Is it? It's the best Eddie Murphy movie in, like, 25 years. Netflix gets those, man. Like, sometimes they'll just get, like... I watched Mank last night. Oh, how was it? It was great. Yeah? Yeah. Mm. Netflix is so random. Fincher, man. Yeah. <laughs> Netflix is so Never random. lets me down, except for Benjamin Button, I guess. That's fair. Yeah. It happens. Not everything's going to be a perfect hit. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking love David Fincher. <laughs> He's a maniac. Oh, look, it's raining leaves. That's my life. <laughs> Fall just likes to ejaculate into our backyard. <laughs> cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. We'll end on that note. <laughs> Goodbye, everyone. <laughs>